but here's my here's my perspective okay so they took servers down i was like okay i'm gonna go jump on like norlon for a minute right and i like jumped on pontus and i'm like running around and real quick i'm like running and i'm like i like talked about you know how in a previous test i someone had just like i just instantly died in a town like the last test we had not this one that occur should be occurring now but the past week i just died instantly in town i was like what the and it only happened one time but i think that was the same week that people were talking about the uh gold uh hack that people did and some other stuff or whatever i didn't i never saw it myself um but i'm running around and my character just gets pop instantly killed right i'm like what and so then I'm like running around and I'm like, I wonder if it'll happen again, happened again, right? Then it happened again and then they kind of stopped and it didn't seem super griefy or anything. It just seemed like someone was kind of showing off. I didn't, I, I, I added it up to, wait, is Steven dropping a sandal on me right now? Is someone, is it, is it happening? I was like, but it's not like the, the <laughs> pinnacle. It's not my crescendo as he stated. Right. So I don't think that's it. That's not it. I don't think Steven's doing that right now. Nah. He's not even lurking it's in a, chat. He'd want to watch and not, have fun with it. It's not worth doing it even now. So. No, it's not. He, it's he's he's going to be wasting his time. Yes. It needs to be efficient. Exactly. So I exactly my point. You're right, Faisal. You're right. It needs to be efficient and you got to make it count. And it wouldn't really count that much right now. I don't think so. No. So I was like, no. Plus, he's not in chat. You know, he's going to be in chat because he wants to get a good laugh out of it. He wasn't even there. I was like, no, dude, no. It's got to be a bug or whatever because it stopped. Switch servers. Uh, end of my night on Thursday. Right? Something happened again. I got killed. We saw a character named Sharon Osborne or something like that. And then they disappeared or whatever. And I basically was like, hey, uh, if you work for Intrepid, you know, kill my character. Nothing happened. If you don't work for Intrepid and you're being naughty, take my character out. Boom. On the spot. Whether the Pathfinders were simply exploring the vast world of Vera or testing themselves through combat, it was never far from their mind that each day and event would present them with a new challenge. Each test would act as a question as to where their determination was guiding them and what their journey would bring. Each shifting scenario would tell them more about themselves and remind them of the stories they could share in the pages of their chronicles. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Phoenix, also known as the Morgan. I am joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back Half Tilt. Hey, hey, how's it going? And of course, our favorite cozy social bunny. Greetings. Basil. Hope everybody's doing fine. <laughs> Welcome in, everyone. Yo, we are back with another episode today. Um, before we get uh, too dug into the show, want to give a big shout out to the home of this podcast, Ashes. Excuse me. <clears throat> I clear my throat. Jeez. Um, asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also got to give a big shout out to the home or not the home, but the uh, Imperial Flames here on Twitch, which are the uh, subscribers, both uh, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, 
the people that subscribe, support us financially. Thank you for keeping these uh, metaphorical flames bolstering greater week after week. And um, man, we've got a good bit of things to discuss today, y'all. Um, really do. We don't have any uh, call-ins today. If you like the call-in, you can do that at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. You can leave us a uh, rating, a five-star rating. We'd greatly appreciate it over on iTunes. If you do, leave a comment. Make sure that you do so we can actually read that here on the show. We like to read those live. Um, you can leave us a mail or mailbag. Ashespathfinders at gmail.com. So Pathfinder Grunt will get that to us some point in time in the near future. Uh, I'm happy to announce, friends, that I'm I'm not blistering in my room today. So I will be 99.9% coherent. I don't know about y'all, but it's been damn hot <laughs> around here. Man. I'll yeah. fill in that other point zero one here because it's hot. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I woke up today. You guys, I'm going to just look like I'm real talk here. I've gone the past like five or six days where I would literally like wake up sweating, dude, sweating because it was so hot. And I'm like, this, this is one of those moments where you're going life equals suck. Right. And I'm going, I just want to get past the sucky part. Right. So it was like five or six days. I'm like, dude, this sucks. I can't wait to get through summer. I told everybody in my community, if I complain even once in the fall and the winter about anything, <laughs> I want you to remind me of this moment so I could tell myself to shut the F up, right? They were like, oh, we'll make sure we tell you, Sam. I'm like, I know you will. I know you will. Clip it. Clip it. They've already, <laughs> they've already done it. They've already probably done it. There were, there, we've had some clip champions. But uh, look, we'll kind of start it off today talking about something. It's a little, a little bit of a bummer to talk about when we talk about something in the gaming community as a whole. And um, obviously, there's been a lot of talk. We talked about it on the LFM podcast on Thursday. A lot of things going on with um, Blizzard, uh, Activision, you know, specifically Blizzard Studios. They do um, Hearthstone, uh, you know, uh, Overwatch. They do World of Warcraft, which is the big title, the one that I'm the most familiar with because I played the hell out of World of Warcraft and Warcraft back in the day. Um, there's been a lot of things going on there, really bad things happening within the company. And it seems like day after day, there's worse and worse news. Um, I did catch Stephen Sharif. This is obviously CEO creative director at Trevor Studios for Ashes of Creation. Um, and he, he posted something and I was like, remember that day? I didn't even hear about it yet. And he was like just talking mm -hmm. about like how bad it was to hear that that had happened. And I was like, what is going on? And then, of course, the news unfolded. But what a hell of a gesture. Like it was actually shared with me the other day that over on Reddit, you know, someone had posted this. And so I guess Stephen parked a... Uh, uh, a lunch um, van basically outside of the front of Blizzard. And it said on there, which you can see if you're watching live, if you're not, this is another reason to tune in, my friends. But there was a board and the board read, Intrepid Studios and the Ashes of Creation community support you. Parts, enjoy lunch and stay strong. The smiley face. I mean, look. We all have our opinions here, and that's all I'm asking for, right? We're not trying to get too political about this or anything like that, but we do cover Ashes of Creation stuff. This clearly is one hell of a gesture. What What do you all think about that? I mean, not so much the Blizzard thing, just the gesture. I think the Intrepid team, Steven, John, Class Axe, all the way. I mean, the, the fact that, and, and one of the things that I read also on Reddit, somebody posted somewhere, 
is they um, didn't advertise this at all. It was just pretty much they just did it and didn't want to really, you know, put it out there. Oh, hey, guys, look at the good thing we did. The only way people heard about it is from the people that actually, you know, received this, uh, this gesture. So I would say, um, you know, all in all, just, you know, really, really proving once again how much heart that development team has and this community has. So mm -hmm. yeah, definitely um, nothing but good things to say about this. It takes, it takes a certain type of person to do this and not, not a lot of, a lot of people do this nowadays. And it's, it's such a kind hearted gesture that they've actually like went out of their way to actually do this and support people that they, they love and from from a creative standpoint and from a community standpoint. like you don't see this a lot and it's like it's that small glimmer of hope when the darkest times to to certain type of people and mm. honestly uh, uh, like seeing this it brought me so much joy and when i first saw it i was i was speechless because it's it's uh, good that we we as people should strive for it shows us the humanity in us yeah i agree with that that that's that's the big thing it shows humanity it it, it shows that you know not it's not the way that everybody is this is the first i've heard of this this is right. I, I i had no idea this was a thing almost missed it and dude. yeah the fact that you know they did they just were trying to do a good deed you know and the, i i say that because there was they didn't go out of their way to to post this anywhere they didn't go out of the way to advertise that they were doing this they didn't care if anybody else in the world knew they mm -hmm. did it to support the people that are there and, and that's that's my takeaway that and is it a taco truck uh, I don't know. There was another picture. I mean, I mean like that, that, that would be, that, that, that'd be the icing on the cake. That's going above and beyond yeah. right there. Right. You know, <laughs> dude, there, there were actually two pictures. This is the one I snagged just cause it had the message, but there was another one. That I'm pretty sure it was actually, uh, I actually think it was, um, Blizzard employees that actually posted it. At least that's the way it looked like. Um, now I did see a comment in chat, right? Someone saying, honestly, I think it's super sleazy poaching Blizzard employees. Is that what it actually is, though? I think I think that that statement alone also shows significant bias. And here's why, because you can't actually know the intentions of the person. So to be presumptuous to say this is only this gesture. Sure, fair point. But to also be as presumptuous to say that specifically is poaching. It, it, there's nothing on there. It's like, yo, come work for us. Come submit some applications. There's no posts on social media going, heard about all the stuff going on with Blizzard right now, where if you're looking for a job, come do this. That that didn't happen. So the only time they've ever done that is when the studio shut, shut down. down. Mm -hmm. When studios shut down, they were there. Hey, if you are looking for work, we're hiring. That's supporting people and their families. Mm -hmm. That's giving people jobs when they lose them. If you want to now at the same time, that's not poaching Blizzard employees. There's no advertisements that we don't have right. this going on here or we pay better or anything like that. There's none of that here. And, and there was no advertisement to gain that 
outside influence or, or view, viewership, right? This wasn't a self-boasting uh, gesture at all. This was entirely done to support the people that are there and the struggles they are going through and give them a little glimmer of positivity in their lives when they're going through all this. I don't think this was a poaching thing. That said, if somebody from Blizzard saw this and turned around and were like, oh, hey, who's Intrepid? Let's go check this out. And they explored it and like, oh, I want to apply here. Intrepid's not going to turn them away unless they're not a good fit for the team. If they're looking for a job, they're hiring. I mean, so yeah, maybe that maybe they'll get some some uh, some resumes through this, but I don't think that's that was the goal. That's not the intention behind it. And and honestly, Intrepid is very 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 selective. <laughs> Let me emphasize the very uh, a ton more <laughs> uh, because uh, they keep like they have a lot of processes when it comes to their actual uh, hiring phase. So interview phase as people like to say it um at the very end of it they have to meet steven himself and see if they're actually yeah, have the drive to work there is it's, it's it's no easy task <laughs> yeah and i mean and look and here's my perspective too this is just this is my two cents okay i'm not saying my my word is law or anything like that if even if there is a partial intention to like, hey, maybe we can pull some people here to come work for the studio, is it really that bad if part of the intention? I'm saying we're this is completely speculation. There's I'm not saying this is the case at all, but let's work on a theory that like maybe there is an intent in there, right? Is it really that bad if some people did decide to? If there are some people there who maybe don't want to be working there anymore, who feel like they got to stay in their job? Cause they got to pay the bills or something. That's a real talk. Like that does happen. It, you know I mean? Some I mean, people I, don't leave because they don't, they don't want to lose their health benefits. They don't want to lose their, their paycheck, their retirement, whatever the case might be. Like, is it really that bad if it provides another option for somebody who may not have otherwise felt like they had one? And I'm not saying no. that's everybody. That's just maybe some of them. Some. I, 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 I've been in that position. I've been in a position where I hated my job but I couldn't walk away because I didn't have something else lined up and I have dependents to, that rely on my income. Yeah. So I couldn't just walk away. A lot of these people could be in that same boat in the end. That's not intrepid poaching to bolster their thing. If those people are looking for a way out and they try to follow and, and find that way out, Hey, there's something that maybe I can go for. That's on them to do it. And if they get a better way of life as a result, well, shame on blizzard for not having a better work environment. Yeah. Yeah. And one other thing, right? I mean, if this was what I consider, I guess, a sleazy thing to do, right, is having malicious intent. Mm. At no point do I get even an inkling of malicious intent here. All he, you know, all Intrepid has done is do a good deed, a good deed that they did not seek out attention for. Um, and I think something said in chat as well, right? If, you know, if, any of these Blizzard employees realize, hey, maybe it's time for a change, that's on them, right? Um, and I, just knowing what I know about the team, I can't um, say anything, but there was no malicious intent here. Um, it's not like, you know, guys, F you Blizzard, just come over and work for Intrepid. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't that intent there. It was that's like true. literally, hey, we support you. We know what has happened is like a tragedy right it's just it's it's terrible 
we want to let you know that we're on your side, right? And that's just being a good human. That's not being sleazy in my opinion, but you know, before I go into a full rant, I'll stop there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it actually reminds me of like this situation. Uh, I remember this is just like a, a, a thought that just came into my mind. This isn't something I even plan to really talk about, but I'm going to kind of share it. Um, and it's not white knighting. It's just some really honest perspective that I think is worth sharing. You know, back at the end of 2018, I did go by the, the first studio, Intrepid Studios. And I went by and I did an interview with Steven. Um, and I got to drop by and like got to go and like, you know, visit the, you know, some of the different people as they were working. And, you know, they kind of, kind of sat down. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. I did like a 15 minute or something like actual interview. And I was there for over an hour with my two brothers and the majority of that time was actually just like sitting there and just talking to the people I like met and interacted with. I mean, Steven and like Peter and some of the other people that were there. And, um, you know, I was mostly just talking about like video game stuff. I mean, just kind of nerding out and talking, you know, talking, I was, I felt like I was just talking to like another one of the homies that loved gaming. That's, that's literally what it was right there. And mm -hmm. I remember because I was I, I was there to also go to BlizzCon in 2018, and that was during Legion. And at that time, that was literally the BlizzCon where, um, you know, the whole thing of like, let's talk about Diablo Immortal and you, don't you all have phones? That was that BlizzCon. So mm -hmm. it was the one where I, I would like I remember being on the other side. This is a complete rant or whatever, but I was on the other side of that damn place. And I heard the like, whoa, you know, like moans from like people in the audience from like way on the other end of the place. But I remember Stephen was like, cause I actually dropped by and did that before we went to BlizzCon. Right. And he was like, like, you know, like genuinely seemed to like be like, you know, what are you? uh you know, what are you excited about doing when you go there and all this stuff? And I was basically was like telling him, like, I kind of feel like maybe this is going to be the last BlizzCon. I don't I don't know that I'm going to be able to continue supporting anything. And he didn't dig in and like try to like go, yeah, you know, Blizzard and this and that. Like he actually, you know, you could you could see that side of him that doesn't have that like tribalist, like tribalism, sort of tribalistic sort of like perspective where like, you know, it's got to be one camp that wins and the others don't. You know, even though Apes I strong together. Yeah, oh my gosh, dude. Let's not get into the ape. Look, let's not talk AMC ape stuff, okay? I could talk about that. Save that for Tuesday right now. Because I could talk about that. Hold on. Okay. But my point is, is um, you know, I even even in that moment where I was like at the time, I was like kind of feeling really discouraged about what Blizzard was doing, you know, because I'm a longtime World of Warcraft player. I I played for 15 years before I stopped at the end of Legion, right? I was grinding that game out, playing it a bunch. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't piggyback on the sentiment that Blizzard was a disappointment. He didn't piggyback on it, look for an opportunity to, to like frame, you know, Ashes of Creation and Trevor Studios as being a savior or anything like that. He overall just tried to encourage to have a good time and have a, you know, enjoy the time there. This is just real talk. This is what he actually said to me. You know, so I and, you know, there was a part of me that was like, you know, he's right. I, I got to just kind of like go and try to enjoy the parts I can enjoy because right now they're announcing things I'm not really too happy about. And I did. I went, made the most of it, had a good time with my brothers left and everything kind of went downhill after that even more. So I feel like but it was a good BlizzCon and it was not a bad last BlizzCon. Um, but, you know, that's my perspective is like I've never seen him you know, take the opportunity to 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 actually poach or to try to like really 
you know, do that sort of like take, you know, uh, behavior. So I think it's important to kind of like share that. I just think that's kind of a good, I've never actually shared that before, but I th think it's like good to share that when we talk about like people question the intentions, this is just a piece of thing. I can look, it's just the story from my own experience, but I think it's worth telling. Um, especially in the lot in light of a lot of things that have gone on in gaming lately. Um, anyway, I do think it was a very, uh, a genuine gesture and I do think it was very classy. And, uh, I think it's, uh, another good example of why, um, when people ask why it is that this is a game I'm so focused on, like, you know, um, supporting, it's not just because of Steven or just because of the game and its vision, or just because of the pathfinders that hang out here every week or, or anything like that. It's, it's all encompassing of all the layers that add up to, you know, when we all thought about like, well, this needle in a haystack scenario, what if a game decided to launch that had the vision and didn't have that scummy corporate, you know, backing it, you know, that corporate perspective backing it where it's about the bottom line and the dollar and like the min max on, on people's coin purses. And here we are, and, you know, we've got some good positive reinforcers and that's just another one of them. Um, so, you know, hammers up to Intrepid Studios and Blizzard, uh, not Blizzard, but uh, Steven, uh, how he supported Blizzard because I thought that was like super, super cool. Um, and with that, you guys and gals, we've got a, a live stream to talk about. We've got a guild gathering to talk about. We've got plenty of stuff and things to talk about. I guess in no particular order here, why don't y'all just jump in like... This most recent live stream, what rocked about it? What were you stoked about? Like, what was the the big thing for you that stood out? Or maybe what you just want to talk about the most? Well, I have to mention the most hilarious part of that stream. I still, like, laugh to myself about it is when Maggie had to step away for a second and Steven was explaining <laughs> yes. that bird. I swear I almost fell out of my chair. Yes. I was laughing so hard and he just kept going and it was uh, like totally he was on just, point. Yeah. He was totally on point. Oh my gosh. Right. I have I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. And that was just the most hilarious thing I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life, right? In terms of like just how he just rolled with it. He yeah. just like was very, you know, he didn't seem like he was nervous or anything where you're like, I don't know what to say. He just kept going <laughs> like totally. Oh yeah. That, that was, that totally made the stream for me. But, um, I mean, in all seriousness, I think there was a lot of great stuff there. Um, I know the combat was a big one and we had a little discussion prior to the show here and, Personally, I'm kind of in a wait and see mode on what happens with the, uh, you know, with the new system. And I know they've yet to polish it, right? And this is just a way for us to test the difference between the root motion and the non-root motion uh, type. I wasn't a fan, but obviously I, I think there were still like some steps they need to take to polish it. So I'm looking forward to testing it. Um, I didn't play any melee characters so far in the tests so that maybe is where i just i don't know that that would necessarily affect you know what i was doing with my characters right in terms of tests but it, it is good that they're continuing to iterate and trying to kind of look at the feedback and really tweak so i i like that 
I mean, as always, the visuals were outstanding. I mean, I just get super excited whenever I see the quality of work that goes into these um, visuals. And and Maggie said it on the pod, uh, on the live stream rather, um, and I've said it myself. You can't tell the difference between the concept and the actual model. I mean, there's so much detail work that they do, and just so unique. Um, I just honestly haven't seen a lot of really unique things in MMOs as of late, um, as much as I've seen the creativity in this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want, I don't want to steal Half Tilt's Thunder, so I won't talk about some of the other stuff in there that I know he's super stoked about. But I did really enjoy the fact that we got um, we got some more information about you know, combat pets and their deconstruction system, which reminded me, honestly, a little bit of Arc Age. Um, now, granted, that was that system I, wasn't my favorite, but I don't know if um, how Intrepid's going to tweak this to make it, you know, better. Um, so I would just say I'm, I'm going to wait and see mode on that. But it was it was good to be able to know that your old gear can be relevant and useful and it can help you upgrade. It's not just something you vendor and move to the next thing. So that was encouraging. So those were my few points. Absolutely. I want to come back and piggyback off of some of that as well. But yeah, go ahead, gentlemen. I want you to kind of dig into the things you want to rant about because, you know. Okay. When it, when it comes to the combat, I kind of have to go to the past. And first of all, I would like to apologize to Intrepid because I'm one of the people that told them that the combat was too floaty. Say you're sorry. Um, Are you going to say you're sorry? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, dude. Uh, i'm so sorry uh what's it called and and uh what's it called that's my fault yeah it's fine sim (laughs) (laughs) and and the main main reason for for it being super floaty back in the day when i haven't really explained it very correctly had multiple elements to it when we used to battle uh, we, we we used to be able to move around as we hit. That was one. Yeah. Two, we were able to use the lunges to get from place to place. Mm. And that's what made it the most floaty of it all, um, is the lunges. Mm. And we were also testing it, not for an MMO sick, but for an APOC yeah. yeah, more <laughs> So a battle royale. Yeah. Um, as much as we wanted to say that we were testing it for the MMO, but we had the mindset of it being a BR. Um, so when they changed it to to well, like from an MMO, sorry, from an epoch state to a MMO, that's that's when every every perspective of it changed. Now, um, the animation changed. The what's it called? Um, the hits changed. The attack speed of some some items also have changed. Um, so it became not not rigid, not too stiff, but stiff enough for some class, because it's currently unbalanced between like uh, like let's say the tank and the mage, or the cleric and the mage, especially if they're equipping melee weapons. 
they're, they're bit, if, if you're a tank or, or a cleric who, who, who holds the wand, he has the same movement as the mage. So they need to be very clear to what movement they want these characters to have. And they have to make it fixed to those. Like, can, can, can rangers fire as, as they walk? Won't they ha- lose that stability? Will action combat have a, a, a reticle making it uh, th- that stabilizes your aim or not? Um, all of these things need to be addressed. And um, not having a, a clear view of what it is is kind of, uh, it, it's basically us in the blue right now. But with the change that they made currently, I don't know if it's in the right direction or not, but I have to test it to see. Mm. Because the main problem with the old system that they had was basically when tanks wanted to PvP or uh, they wanted to do PvE, they would either get destroyed by AoEs uh, and raids or they would... uh, basically get kited to oblivion they don't have the same movement as the mage so yeah that's pretty much it yeah i mean you you are right like look while i really enjoyed being superman back in apoc look it was a lot of fun to do the lunging and like i just point up do the lunging and i'm like look who just flew up there i just flew up to that hilltop i didn't have to run around do jack shit i just totally flew up there like superman Right. It was fun. And then they, they nerfed it down because, you know, and everything, which was totally fine and expected, by the way. Um, but, yeah, I never really had a whole lot of an issue like with the actual like, OK, did the did the the animations for like the weapon swings and things like that feel a little clunky back in especially the first iteration of APOC? Absolutely. Um, again, they were just starting to test the action side. They'd already worked on the tab target side back in Alpha Zero. Right. So this was like their first time really trying to do stuff with action combat. So like all the swings and things like overall, I didn't really have like a really big problem with the weapon swings or anything like that. Like I felt like, yeah, they could be polished and everything. But overall, you had a good, I felt sense of like uh, mobility and, and like freedom of like motion and everything again maybe not polished, but it was there, I felt like. And so mm. when we got to where we're at now, like I do feel like in, in Alpha 1, as it currently stands, I absolutely see where they went and took the action side of things. They implemented it into the current game uh, for Alpha Definitely. 1. 100% it's there. I would also be willing to argue that from my perspective, I believe that the animations for all of the swings that we see on weapons feels so much more polished than it did in APOC as well. The only yeah. complaint yeah. I have is the that like forced movement forward in some of those weapon swings, right? For me, my complaint is if I could just stay put and have those same animation animations, I'd feel pretty damn good about it, to be honest, right? Working in theory based on my experience thus far. Would we still have to test it to find out? Absolutely. What's the awesome news, though? M- the thing I want to change about the action combat right now specifically are those weapon swings and the forced movement forward, which I absolutely loathe it. I hate it. I don't feel like I have control over my character. It doesn't feel fluid in combat, but the rest of it overall feels pretty good. Again, for an alpha. 
it definitely feels very improved upon with compared to what I've seen before in Alpha Zero and in APOC. But they talked about potentially testing that in the next week, I believe, is what they stated. It, there could be a patch where we could try it yep. in this coming week. And if we get to, how awesome. Because I would love to try that, man. I want to actually get a feel for it. Now, what did it look like? You all were probably wondering, what did it look like? Well, I'm going to go ahead and play it here from the July development update. Let you kind of look at the, the weapon swings that Steven Sharif is showing off on the live stream. And um, he does some uh, attacks towards, like, you know, an enemy Right. Yes, he does run from the ancient at the end, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not going to hold it against him. He's really just showing off the combat. Um, he's not trying to and, you know, be a big dog and kill the ancient on his own. Um, and the quick note to this, by the way, when I said attack speed to weaponry, like, for example, the, the video that you have here in front of you, he's holding a great sword. Yeah, great. Sword, and yeah. and with with that great sword, you you feel a certain type of weight to it. Absolutely. So that speed of the animation plays a big role. Good, like good some point. people think it's some some people think it's too fast and that's why they can't feel the weight of it mm. and and maybe lowering it down would make it have a more of an impact view to them yeah um like 80. i think yeah i think there should be a tier list to them and how fast they should be like from a one-handed sword mm. to um what's it called yeah great sword. uh to great the axe. Uh, spear and life bringer right uh, the, and then you have the great sword and great axe and see where you would categorize those weights to be then put the speeds accordingly and how they want it to be mm. <laughs> yeah i get that yeah. the vibes i yeah i i think once we see a lot more of the subtle animations and sound effects come in that'll add a lot more emphasis on these swings too I, I, I agree. I loathe the the stepping forward and the lunging forward. At at the very most, when using a heavy weapon, and I love that you brought up that difference between heavy weapons and light weapons, because I think that is huge on that impactful feel. Is maybe you take a you you put a foot forward while you're doing a big uppercut swing or a big downward swing. Maybe you have a bit of a jump to it or something to make it feel more impactful that way but you're not lunging forward i i don't know how how happy i am about um being stuck in place when you're do when you're doing it if it's one swing sure but when you're tying three swings in and then you're locked in place for all three of those swings because they originally it was one swing per button press people complained about the crazy carpal tunnel and clicking and all that which i agree with that and now, now it's a, a three swing combo on press, right? So when you are stuck in place for three swings, that's a long time being stuck in a PVP environment. That is a big commitment mm. and you don't want to be stuck there. So I like what, what they're showing right now with the free flowing movement. Now, I don't know how easy this would be to program in, but especially with a heavier weapon, if you're moving around, maybe you do a little less damage because you can't put your core and your legs into those swings because you're focused on moving in other directions. So maybe you take like a 10% damage hit, do 10% less damage with your swings while you're moving around like that. But if you stand in your spot and do your swings, now you do a little bit more damage and it. So you get the feel that way, just through the number effects. I think having some balance in there uh, and that variation would really add uh, to that. The movement forward can't be a thing. If you're a tank, you do not want that. 
because now you're when you're trying to position a boss and, and you're using your auto attacks, which are probably going to be a pretty regular thing in your rotation, you're now moving forward and risking moving that boss around. Then you have to take time to move back and, and keep the boss in a proper position for the protection of the rest of your group. If you're a rogue and you're trying to attack from behind, getting locked in a spot for that long could be absolutely crippling to your damage output and your rotation. In PvP, that could spell death if you do it at the wrong time and you don't have an, a, a quick and easy out. So that mobility becomes very important. And that mobility is, I think, what people are really after. But giving it some extra weight and some benefits to, okay, maybe if I stand still, I could do a little bit more damage or I have a better chance at mitigating something, depending on the weapon that you're using. Uh, the variation in attack speeds for your weight of weapons, I love that idea. Uh, another another suggestion to to what to Tilt uh, is implying. Well, when when you hit a move, you can also have like Tilt said that when you, when you hit a move, you do less damage. You can also reduce the speed if you don't want to reduce the damage. So people can't hit and run as they please. If they hit, they get slowed down and they can get caught. That could be a thing as well. So I'm gonna read yeah. something. Oh, go ahead, Dayless. I got something from chat to read, but okay, yeah, just just a quick comment. I mean, I I definitely agree. Um, you know, with there's a balance you're gonna need to strike to make not only melee impactful but also strategic. And the one thing that I and this is my perception, right? I haven't had a chance to like test it in its current form, mm -hmm. but I. The one thing that I don't like about the free flow, it just it just feels like it's going to turn into a click fest. Um, and uh, and one of my complaints, maybe in from APOC, was kind of that it was almost like, okay, who's going to get as many hits in first? And like I'm just you're clicking like mad and moving around, and it just it just felt a little too um, jittery for me, like. It, and and maybe that's more just my preference towards tab versus action combat but i didn't necessarily feel i felt like i got a loss of a the weight of the weapon in that free flow that i feel like we have with their current implementation of root motion but on that like on that side i would definitely agree that the moving forward doesn't make sense to me there should be some movement, but that whole moving forward, it just, I spent more time when I was just testing out a melee weapon with my cleric, for example, I felt more time, like spent more time adjusting my character and that didn't feel good. Right. I felt a more weighty experience with the weapon, but the, the fact that I had to constantly adjust something that I couldn't necessarily control mm. that didn't really feel good for me as a, you know, as a player. So I'm going to read this comment from chat earlier. Now, you know, the, the one benefit I have of, of doing content creation and things is I've, you know, I manage to come across people who are developers sometimes that hang out in chat or, you know, get to know developers. So I get sometimes some feedback from people that have a little bit more experience to kind of comment on topics such as this. And so Cicada in chat said, uh, kind of commenting on you know, the root motion and commenting on the action kind of orientation of combat and some of this stuff around Intrepid saying, one, supposed to have WASD rotation, two, supposed to change direction 
between attacks. Um, three, should have animation canceling windows. Four, should post-process animation, speeding them up and removing dead start and in frames. And five, should to reduce the root motion. Um, also said on this point, fun fact, root motion actually means movement from the animation's root bone. It has nothing to do with rooting your character in place. So there's a little bit of additional feedback when we talk about and reflect on root motion and, and action uh, combat as it relates to what we're talking about with Intrepid right now. Um, yeah, overall, yeah, that's my my main feedback. And of course, if you're watching this live, if you're you know watching it on YouTube later, you're listening to it, you know, definitely chime in, definitely come kind of share your thoughts, what you're liking, especially as we get into um, moving into like next week, if we actually do get this iteration uh, to where we do get to start testing this out. Um, I think I will probably find myself playing more action uh, combat than I will tab target if this is actually the change that occurs because the main reason for me right now that I'm avoiding action combat a lot of the time when I'm actually playing is because I the what the weapon swings it just doesn't it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel like it just doesn't feel like I have the fluidity I would want specifically for action combat. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I can get away with like being a tank or whatever, because, you know, when you're like a, when you're range and you're using your, you know, your, uh, ability for your weapon and you're rocking a wand, it's like, whatever, dude, you know, you're just literally hold down Q, sit back there and just, you're spamming the wand, uh, you know, like projectiles. And then, you know, you switch, switch over to like a one hander or two hander or whatever with like, uh, you know, doing melee combat. Well, if I've got like the enemy right there in front of me, I'm against them and I don't really get that motion forward until after like they've died and they fall. And now my weapon swing continues to I'm continuing to attack. And now I'm all of a sudden it's like, oh, the wall's gone and I'm moving forward. Well, that just doesn't feel good. Um, it doesn't feel like I have the kind of control of my character that I prefer. Um, so, you know, I think if they do make this change in the next week, um, I'm probably going to have a lot more to say and I'm absolutely going to test out these weapon swings in action combat specifically. Um, yep. Anyway. Yeah. So why don't we dig into what uh, I know half tilt was like really excited about regarding naval stuff. Do you want to like dig into that? Kind of maybe share it. I'm really curious what, what's got you like thrilled. Well, just a little bit of news on the naval stuff really. Uh, but it, I love anything, any little tidbit I could get. And that was some, it was from the Q and a, uh, somebody asked when players will get introduced into naval content. And basically, we will, Steven's hope is to have it, naval content introduced around levels 10 to 15. Was he? Hang out. <laughs> um, and it, there, there might be a bit of a, a personal quest line that you can do to get yourself basically uh, what the smallest or smallest um, boat available in the game. So, or it, it'll probably be something there. You have to go out and gather all the materials. So you, and it'll take you to a naval node that you might need to be a part of. And then you can craft your own boat. Because anybody can craft a boat. You don't need to be a shipbuilder to make a boat, right? So that's kind of my own speculation there. But it, it's going to get you on the water really early in this game. Like if yeah. level 10 is, to achieve, time to achieve, is anything similar to what we're seeing in alpha right now, that's... You know, within the first week, most people will be able to get on a boat and get out there and exploring the naval content. And I, the part that, you know, now that I'm talking about it, gets me really excited about that is they want the naval content to feel like something as 
impactful is running around on land, which is something that is lost in a lot of games. The water content is just empty space there to give you borders on an island, you know, and getting us out there that early and exploring things and implementing a treasure hunting system eventually and open world or open water dungeons and raids and things like that, man, the possibilities here. And then fishing, they bring all the fishing stuff on top of that. You'll be able to fish from your boat somewhere because you won't need to have sparklies around. Those are just alpha placeholders. And and yeah, we're going to get to go out there and have fishing derbies and tournaments and go around and, you know, I want to do some deep sea fishing. Maybe I can fish up some Megalodon Marlin looking thing. I don't know. Man, dude. That's what's got me excited about Nate. I did want to kind of like go circle back real quick to what something Daedalus talked about. And he was mentioning earlier when he was talking about some of the takeaways and I wanted to maybe kind of like uh, reiterate upon it, maybe kind of give a good summary to some of the people here about the combat pets you talked about, but you talked about the deconstruction system as well. Like what was the the main thing about that that you found really interesting that they, that they shared? I mean, for, for me, it was just the fact that you, old gear wasn't just a vendor item, right? It was something you could um, leverage to get unique materials to be able to upgrade your character. So I think, again, making making things useful is really important to me in games, and especially like from a crafting standpoint, making crafting useful is really important. So that was just like a little tidbit that was like, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, oh, wow. I just, I liked it. Badass, dude. That was a really that that's a really well thought out system to not making you feel like you just wasted the last six months of your life because something new has come out now. Mm-hmm. Other other well, I shouldn't say wasting, but like pushing for items that you know are now irrelevant. So, so there was a, a discussion point too that they had on one of the Q and A areas, and it was basically talking about where is that right here? Will we be able to worship the others in the divine node? So I'm almost calling this like a piggyback question of sorts that actually relates back to something they had shared previously on one of the last live streams, which was when Steven said, well, we're kind of toying around with the idea of the superpower for the divine nodes, right? What a metropolis would be able to kind of unlock as its superpower. And the reflection, of course, if you don't remember, was, and again, this isn't set in stone. This is just something that they're kind of tinkering with, right? It's like, this is an idea. We haven't set it in stone yet, but we're kind of looking at the possibility. And that was like the catacombs that, you know, if you've got vassal nodes that are also divine nodes and you could potentially get into these catacombs, go through, do some delving, you know, kind of diving through the the crypts and the catacombs and, you know, branch out further based on if the there are other divine nodes that, you know, have catacombs as well. So that was like one of the ideas. And this one is, can you worship the others in the divine node? And some people have actually really asked about this before. I'm thinking about Armored Cell a little bit here. Uh, who's somebody who's like totally like always paying attention to like what people can worship in the game. <laughs> yeah, him and his Stevenism, but that's a topic for another time. And their answer was, no, you'll not be able to build temples to the others in a divine node. However, there will be other quests that you can undertake for the others. Thoughts on that? Because that one, when when you said quest, you can undertake for the others. Hmm. What do we get from that? Any any speculation you guys got on that one? 
Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, it kind of makes me think that there might be some ways like you can sabotage the progression of a node. I mean, I would love to see something like that. Um, and, and maybe that creates some meaningful conflict in terms of PVP. Um, yeah, I, that was a really nice tidbit too. Yes. Again, I'm, I'm primarily a mm -hmm. PVE player, right? Right. <laughs> But hearing that, it makes gives me PvP vibes, and I'm okay with it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I I would love to be able to see that be kind of a thing within the game, where you, if you have like certain actors that want to go yes. after the others and want to be able to be, you know, part of that religious culture, then that just creates another meaningful conflict yes. opportunity, which is great. Yes. So how do we level up a religious node or a divine node? Sorry. What's the way to rise to the top to become a leader of a divine node? Anybody chime in on this one? Anybody? Personal quest lines. Quest lines, right? So if someone's undertaking quest lines for like their religious order, temple, church, whatever you want to call it, like that would be great, a great way to try to undermine like some element of <laughs> human sacrifice in chat awkward in the game in the game everybody yes. we're talking about here no but that's actually that's where my mind goes it's like well what if like we don't know what it's gonna look like yet right we just know that that's the thing um but that would be a really interesting i i almost want to i would think i would almost want to see those types of quests if that really happens and plays out that way not so much like really interfere with a person rising to leadership but more so um the church or the temple's development rising to like you know its heights um because that would be a way of almost like you know similar to like nodes and things of that nature nature or like caravans for example like well if you can like cut off the path of progression whether we're talking point a to b versus a caravan we're talking about point a to b in regard to development of a temple or something like that, then now you got meaningful conflict. Now you've got these different, you know, pseudo factions that again, we kind of talk about, it's not a faction based game, but pseudo factions exist. And those are people who, you know, unify over an objective or, or some like some sort of a purpose that they're trying to achieve. So that to me is like a really great idea. And I'd love to see that. Uh, I actually want to see more about that. But um, obviously, that's just a, a breadcrumb, and that's probably what we're going to be working with for a while. Um, on the side note, anybody ready to see the damn bow weapon in there? Can we get the bow? Like, oh, I'm ready man. for that, man. <laughs> like, As somebody who really wants to play a ranger, like, yeah, I'm <laughs> chomping at the bit over here, dude. <laughs> like, if somebody Not really wants to play a ranger, look at me. This is my heart. Like, can I please have a bow for a little bit? You know? I would have to say I, you know, fighting some mobs that did have those some of those ranged abilities, I could understand the potential there, and it was interesting. Like some of the things where you could get like slowed or stunned, there was a lot of like um, layers to that, even er in its early um, kind of early iteration with the NPCs. So, be interested to see uh, how that plays out for the player version of it man so i actually i think was after 
because they were talking about, I think Thursday when the servers went live, which people you're going, wait, I'm watching, I'm watching on Twitch right now. We're watching the ashes pathfinder podcast right now. Hold on a minute. Why don't I see anybody streaming alpha one right now? Well, hold on friends. I'm gonna, I'm gonna we're going to fill you in on that a little bit. Cause I happen to have some like firsthand experience of some of that, uh, the reasoning behind why that's not happening right now. Um, and I got a nice fun story to share. So story time with Sim incoming, but when they opened the servers up on Thursday, um, they didn't actually have patch notes. And I've been trying to outline the patch notes on asheshq.com. That's right. You can exclamation patch notes in chat and they'll take you there. <laughs> nice little promo. Anyway, my point. <laughs> Look at his face. Was like... <laughs> you had to pull a sneaky. I, dude, you know what I mean? Why not, man? Come on. But the, but the point is, is I was like getting ready to go and grab patch notes and like organize them and throw them up there. I was like, we don't have any patch notes. And they were talking about patching probably on like uh, middle of the test, right? Like around Friday, Saturday, um, didn't happen. Some people were like, oh, you think we'll get the Ranger? And I'm like, no, homie, I don't think that's going to happen. Actually. I know that you're probably really excited for it. Do I think it's the next one we probably would get? Yeah. I think it probably logically would make sense that we would see it next. Why? Well, we had it in alpha zero along with the other three we're playing right now. That's why it seems to make the most sense, right? It, they've already worked on it and had it developed to some degree that seems logically most likely the one we'd see next however do i think that we're necessarily going to see it now in this test no, i don't i don't think so and i'm sorry to burst the bubble but i don't um but it would be cool to see it sometime soon it would be cool to be able to use the weapon uh the bow right now um but okay okay i, I do want to talk about the upcoming testing phases but the reason that we're not actually doing testing right now, friends, is because hackers have been naughty. All right. And because Intrepid stated, Steven stated, right, that the servers were getting DDoSed, right? Um, long and short of it is there are some bad actors. There are some people that are actually messing with the game. Look, we talked about it before the show. It, it, better now than later, you know, better to identify these, like, security issues now probably not i mean if i even remember correctly i don't think steven even said this was like wasn't really a big focal point of this test it was performance and, and those things um story with the damn hackers though right so thursday i noticed though when we were playing on thursday everybody that it, something felt off like stability wise and i couldn't quite I, I kind of do wonder if maybe on Thursday when they open the servers, if maybe something was actually kind of going on then already, mm. you know, I, I do genuinely uh, wonder that, but then I, uh, the servers were having, cause the servers were having to be taken down like almost immediately after they started. It was like, okay, we're having some, we're identifying some connectivity issues with like the login servers with people being on the servers. We're bringing server A, B, C, D or whatever down. Now we're going to relaunch it. And that's what they were doing. Um, so anyway, it was around that time, I think Thursday, I jumped on my my uh, my Shouty Punthus. He's my dwarf, Punthus. Usually I name my gnomes in games Punthus. Yes, it, it is what it sounds like, Punt this, Punthus. Um, it's a very, it's a valiant name and I love it and that, and it's very close to my heart and, it'll, and my, my Shouty's never gonna change. I'll always be Punthus, okay? Ever since my death night back in World of Warcraft, with this choo-choo train emote, which sounds brilliant. By the way, try it. 
Um, Fly in the light. <laughs> but here's my here's my perspective, okay? So they took servers down. I was like, okay, I'm going to go jump on like Norlon for a minute, right? And I like jumped on Pontus and I'm like running around. And real quick, I'm like running and I'm like, I like talked about, you know, how in a previous test, I someone had just like, I just instantly died in a town. Like the last test we had, not this one that occur should be occurring now, but the past week. I just died instantly in town. I was like, what the? And it only happened one time. But I think that was the same week that people were talking about the uh, gold uh, hack that people did and some other stuff or whatever. I didn't, I never saw it myself. Um, but I'm running around and my character just gets pop instantly killed, right? I'm like, what? And so then I'm like running around and I'm like, I wonder if it'll happen again. Happened again, right? Then it happened again, and then they kind of stopped. And it didn't seem super griefy or anything. It seemed like someone was kind of showing off. I didn't. I I I added it up to. Wait, is Steven dropping a sandal on me right now? Is someone? Is it? Is it happening? I was like, but it's not like the the <laughs> pinnacle. It's not my crescendo, as he stated. Right. So I don't think that's it. That's not it. I don't think Steven's doing that right now. Nah, he's not even lurking it's in chat. He'd want to watch it's and not, have fun with it. It's not worth doing it even now. So. No, it's not. He's, he's going to be wasting his time. Yes. It needs to be efficient. Exactly. So I exactly my point. You're right, Faisal. You're right. It needs to be efficient and you got to make it count. And it wouldn't really count that much right now. I don't think so. No. So I was like, no. Plus, he's not in chat. You know, he's going to be in chat because he wants to get a good laugh out of it. He wasn't even there. I was like, no, dude, no. It's got to be a bug or whatever because it stopped. Switch servers. Uh, end of my night on Thursday. Right? Something happened again. I got killed. We saw a character named Sharon Osborne or something like that. And then they disappeared or whatever. And I basically was like, hey, uh, if you work for Intrepid, you know, kill my character. Nothing happened. If you don't work for Intrepid and you're being naughty, take my character out. Boom. On the spot. And on command, three times they did it, right? It was seven times that day that it happened. Well, what do you do if you're testing and you know that someone's in the game hacking, right? Do you just make content about it and drive on and have fun? No, you probably should like report that to Intrepid, right? You should probably tell them about it and be like, so anyway, let them know and everything. Well, the next day on Friday... I don't think they meant to do it for fun. I think they were I think they were using me as a platform to show off that they were, you know, being naughty, right? Anyway, tried to like handle it, whatever. But then towards the end of that, I think that maybe they were a little upset with me because I kind of told or whatever or gave the names or whatever happened, which come on, let's be real. You kind of have to if you're in my situation. Mm. So Anyway, it was like end of the night and my I was like couldn't really stay connected. My character's like um I like had to log out, couldn't mount up, log back in, my character's still there on the fox mount. I'm like, wait, I can't mount up. I log out, log back in, character's still there. Now I've got duplicated sims. Right. And it was I ended up, you know, being done that night. It was later that night that the announcement went out. It has not been up since. And per Steven, it's because there's some bad actors. I guess the servers were getting DDoS and some other things, obviously, that I experienced were happening. Other people were experiencing were happening. So people being naughty, doing things they shouldn't do. But hopefully the team, they said a couple days, by I think this Thursday coming up, they're going to relaunch potentially with fixes. Hopefully we'll get 
the combat change to try out too. Fingers crossed, everybody. That's kind of what's going on with the servers. Story time over. All right. Anyway. Good story. Why is my chat not moving very fast right now? I feel like I killed my chat. Did that just happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so it's so quiet. We're just going to fall asleep right here. I was like, no, it's fine. I, th I think everybody's, everybody's frightened and they can't go to sleep. It's like a horror story before bedtime. You know? Oh, <laughs> makes sense. Oh, people are waving now. Hashtag <laughs> wakes up. <laughs> the nice. out of y'all. They're so ridiculous. They love me, but they, they are not always. Yes. So we had another point, though, too, which was uh, let's talk about the feedback that you all might have about. Steven said, like, you know, essentially, like when we get done with this alpha one period, we, we've all speculated a bit about what what it would look like, um, you know, testing would look like moving forward. Um, I mean, the long and short of it is, is uh, he hinted at Alpha 2, but he did state servers when they come down, will probably be down for a while. Will probably be some spot testing. Um, don't know if that's going to be a, a thing where people can create content. I guess, like, what do you, th what do you all think is, like, um, best case scenario moving forward uh, in bridging that gap while they're working on things? Hmm. I would probably say like just some more dev design videos would be good. Um, just like, oh, you know, anything more they can do like on game systems they've locked down, I think would be some great stuff to do again outside of the mm -hmm. bot testing. I think that would be, you know, I think that was really encouraging to see that they're going to be doing that. Um, I'll be honest with you, though, when I heard mm, it's going to be like a few months you know, when we're going to be dark, I was like, oh, man, I'm starting to get the shakes already. <laughs> I've been really enjoying the Alpha 1 experience, bugs aside. It's been, like, really, it's really awesome to see more and more of this project come to life. Um, but I would be totally happy if they just, you know, gave us some more content to talk about. Um, you know, specifically, like, any videos on systems or um, dev design or frankly, just starting to show off some of the other races that they're working on. So those would be kind of my things to help keep the the fires going, as it were. Oh my God, I agree. I agree, but also, can I just say, like, I have a recording of Sims rants that I play at bedtime puts me right out, and I'm like, <laughs> bad troll, and he's like, no troll, 100% fact. I would never lie about it, and I'm just going. Uh... Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yes, please continue, gentlemen. I'm going to try to figure out what to do with that. I I think it's very important that you know I I I think it's important that they take a break. I, I they've been busting their asses, working yeah. crazy hours during True. this month long test. Like, yes, sure, we're down for a few days um, in between uh, tests, but they're working on patches they're working on updates and t and mm -hmm. doing their qa tests and whatnot and you know as they roll through the various phases certain teams will get their days off i hope but i think everybody's in well due for a vacation so if they rotate through a couple uh, waves of vacations for a few weeks for the people there and get everybody out the door to refresh and recharge to me that's that's the fundamental thing store your data and have have some fun for a bit relax and disconnect i think that's really important um from 
their uh, a community standpoint now that they've opened the gates right. and and kind of it's it they've been feeling the hype train for a while now they've let it out of the station they have to keep it going to put a hard stop on it for a couple months you're going to lose a lot of traction Mm-hmm. On, on a community standpoint obviously we will be here we will stay the course Always. that's what we do yes but i i feel like a lot of the people that have just come in to check out what this project's all about they're gonna it's gonna get put on the back burner for them and they're not even gonna pay, pay any mind to it without anything fresh for content creators to put out it's gonna be difficult to keep that hype train rolling without any information from the studio so what do they do for that? I think the dev diaries are a great thing to keep that on a, on a, a regular schedule. That said, they are just coming back into the studio now. They're mm-hmm. just getting people in there. They did a studio update and not everybody's fully in there yet. Cause so that's probably going to happen as well. A studio tour be a great time to do that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, may, maybe this is just the jealousy in me that I never got to play APOC, but what about just throwing the old APOC client on live oh, for a little bit for people to play, you know, throw it up on the Ashes <laughs> website for download, keep a couple servers up and running and let people just play and goof around on that for, for shits and giggles. I, I see, I see super in chat is very, very adamantly against that. I oh, never got yeah. to play it. So I, I mean, I kind of wanted to check it out, but it keeps, it keeps the ashes and intrepid brand in people's minds at the same time. If it's a bad experience, that could actually be a very negative impact as well. So maybe that's not the best. Keep one of the, keep, keep an A1 server up and running just on the background. It's like, okay, this is an old build. Mm. We're working on new stuff, but keep it live. Why not? What's the cost to keep a server or two up and running in the grand scheme of things for what they're already Mm. doing. Man, you know, I've got some I've got some different thoughts. I mean, I definitely would like to see this in the studio updates. I mean, they talked about that as well. They talked about kind of having things moved in. Um, I do agree to an extent. I think, you know, it's like my perspective was I, I always knew it was going to die down. Traffic on the channel, on the category was going to kind of like slow down. It's the nature of things. People consume content. And if there's no additional content, they're going to kind of like gravitate somewhere else because they have other things they're interested in, too. However, you know, when you kind of open up into alpha one and you start to showcase it, now people can look at it and you, the, 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 the promise of when we hit alpha one, it's, it's basically open and, you know, it's visible moving forward. Um, I think it would actually be pretty good to kind of have, like, I've talked about it already plenty, so I'm just going to briefly you know state it, but you know, maybe they work on some things, you know, for a few weeks or something. Maybe once a month, there's like a weekend test or something to where it's like people jump in and they check out like the things they've worked on, maybe some things have been implemented, but it did sound to me like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I kind of got the sense that moving forward now it's to build something bigger. I mean, did you all get that when he kind of talked about the transition to alpha two, it was kind of mentioned as well. I think a lot of people's, you know, when I was like reading comments and stuff, because we do that, the post live stream chat, and I, I kind of chat with people about it, and we were doing Alpha 1 as, as well, but people were talking about it, and they were like, yeah, so we think maybe that means that they're going to take the servers down, and now they're going to start working on the actual world and and building that out and all that. I, I don't know. Did you all get that impression, or, or what did you think that maybe um, 
was your takeaway from the talk about the transition from alpha one to two, alpha two? I would say, I mean, I guess my key takeaway, um, like for that was, I mean, it's definitely good that they have kind of really laid out a good scope for alpha two and that they're, their focus is going to make sure all of their core systems are in place. And I guess what I would like to see about that, and I don't know how realistic it is, I would like to see maybe a little more detail on what that actually means. I mean, definitely, right, I know like the really big core systems. We all, all the fans know the really big stuff, but how much of like, are you going to get like, augmentation, secondary classes, that kind of thing, all the base classes to begin with, right? So that's kind of where I'm really hoping at some point they do really talk, start talking about, you know, things that are totally locked in for Alpha 2, things they're trying to shoot for, and, you know, things that might be out of scope for Alpha 2 as well just to set some expectations early on, because I think that that would help um, temper the feedback and focus it on the right things, in my opinion, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Yeah, would be that. I'm, I, I think secondary augments is something we will see in Alpha 2. Mm. Um, I believe they've re talked about it before yeah. with uh, uh, becoming a thing. I think that is a core system that augmentation just as a system in general, whether that's implemented through secondary class augments or, or religious augments or social organization augments or guild augments, whatever that mm -hmm. is, the augmentation system as a core functionality um, does, I think, need to be a part of that. I think naval content, at least in the terms uh, form of uh, ships, need need to be in there so we can start to play around with ship mechanics driving them how they interact with the water and different depths different conditions that sort of thing i think that really needs to be in there too uh obviously the crafting system uh they've said will be in a much more i don't know like an 80 percent state or something like that um but much more of it will be there than what is the current placeholder that we have right now uh as, as a core system and those are some of the big ones that stand out to me. There was one other one I had on the top of my head that I, I had written down, but um, th those are some of the big ones for me that I, I expect to see in Alpha 2 and just kind of how they integrate into what is already there. Because I feel like what we have right now, and, and I think Steven did a really good job of explaining why we have an Alpha 1 versus an Alpha 2. And, and I'm excited to see what comes in Alpha 2 and how that integration now comes to be um i would love to see higher level nodes mm -hmm. but we'll see on that one i mean still do you not enjoy the the current naval content playing beach volleyball with the ship come on man that's like the <laughs> highlight of any alpha <laughs> that thing was a blast i swam out to it the first time i saw it because it was floating upside down in the water i swim out to it just as i touch it i punted about 110 yards <laughs> out the water but it flipped upright i'm like oh, okay cool let's swim over there so i swam right. i swim back over to it and it's super wavy so it's jumping all over the place i catch a wave right 
able to jump on deck and I get tossed off almost <laughs> as quickly as I got on again. And then I couldn't get back on it again after that. But this it, never it was very amusing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but honestly speaking, I think we're just going to see more things being fleshed out. That's how I see it. Mm -hmm. In terms of questing, quest locations, areas, and where you can get them. Uh, what happens when the node also increases instead of it being just a town? What happens to the other levels? Um, getting in more buildings uh, being built rather than just having a blacksmith currently that's only working. I think that we're going to have a lot more of the crafting also being uh, a lot more polished in the terms of it, uh, some of it actually working or uh, I know where everything is and I don't need to really search for it too much. Um, I hope other classes would be implemented as well. I hope I'm not really expecting all the classes to be in Alpha 2. Uh, but I expect a huge majority to be there. Um, uh, maybe play with the environment as well, because there's supposed to be a day and night cycle. Um, and the weather mm. system is supposed to play a big role in all this. And I think that is considered to be core. Uh, I don't think that's just a side thing. Um, we haven't heard anything about Horde mod. Um, so I expect something <laughs> to be to be there. I don't know if monsters can attack nodes and destroy them. So that was a core feature that needs to be tested out. Yeah, so, those were some things that Apoc is definitely going to, uh, you know, just can contribute to. But yeah, fine. Don't... I think corruption is going to be a big thing too that we're going to need to yeah. really test yeah. out. Yeah, I agree. that's a great core key component of this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, keep it in mind too that they have always stated in regard to combat, you know, I'm circling back around to it, but you know, during alpha one is a period when they plan on trying a lot of different things with the combat system. Um, so, so expect there to be, you know, when, when people do look at the combat mm -hmm. system, don't, don't, don't take this as like, this is like the system. Like this is a cutout of the system that they want you to test. It's not even any, iteration of like the full-fledged version not even an alpha of it right it's literally like cut up the components that we plan on integrating into our combat system and we have them cut up in in segments that you can kind of test and sometimes we take segments away we add segments back we give you a toggle to go between segments um you know and that's kind of what we're doing yeah. right now it's like you ever go to a brew pub and you get the sample powder where you yeah. get like five five different nice. beers, but in all small cups. Yeah. Uh, think of combat that way. We're gonna get a bunch of different That's flavors good. of combat. We get nice. to sample each one. That's a good one. Um, why hasn't That's anybody good. talked about the fact that we got to see something glorious on the stream though? Like why are you laughing, Daedalus? What's going on there, buddy? Huh? I'm I'm wondering your your what your categorization of glorious is. Why hasn't anybody talked about the snores? Have you seen that thing? Yeah. That was yeah. the other thing I wrote down. Is that there needs to be snores only mounts in Alpha 2. You can't get any other mount. <laughs> you imagine. Wait, hold on. What's the space feeling? You're like literally like 
going going along on the freaking shell like he pops down and his legs are gone yeah sim asmar or wasn't that how you say it asmar or whatever anyway asmr you're welcome Margaret said it needs to have a snail trail too okay a trail. Uh, it better have it it better have that animation if it does if it doesn't i'm just gonna rate this game a zero out of ten oh it feels Simple. bad wow on that that's all it takes basil that's all it takes if that i don't a, see the animation that's how you trigger the murder bunny within right there that's what that is that's i see you <laughs> <laughs> i see you man i see you man um yeah honestly that thing is I just got it. I go back to it, like the Daylos was saying earlier, like the 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 creatures that they come up with. That we I've seen some teases for. I think what is supposed to be the upcoming cosmetic pack, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where I saw it, but I saw it. Someone was linking it in in a Discord or something. I think I think someone linked it in our Discord actually. Um, I think Margaret yeah, I shared something. Uh, yeah. On this chat. Did you? Okay, hold on. Like on Discord, if you just go. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah, I got the got the what looks like a pet and stuff. So we're about to get mm-hmm. ready to see some of these. I have a feeling our next show will actually be talking about them and, and looking at them probably. Um, but man, I gotta give it to them, man. Like they're they're not cookie cutter with their creatures, man. They're they're not. I mean, you get your bears, but you get and you get these cursed chargers. So you got like your your cat creature, but it's not like your typical. It's got the floppy ears. It's cute as hell. I love it. But the, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. their creatures, man, they are coming up with some seriously. There's the one that Margaret talked about when she was here. Remember mm-hmm. that the thing? flower creature? Yeah. yeah. So we're like yep. getting some more of that. What's it called? Like th- that's like one of the main things that I enjoy about Ashes mm-hmm. of Creation. Is that oh yeah, it's basically the funky, weird animals or the environment that they put on, and and. Why am I here if I'm not playing a fantasy game? That's oh. the entire reason of it being a fantasy game. We want to see crazy shit, <laughs> crazy weird stuff as well. Not not just, just like normal normal things. Yo, I'm sorry. This is a good one. Thank you, Super Chat. This is a good one. I forgot about this one. How about the actual showcase of? a really great clarifier for people that have concerns about the cosmetic shop being Mm. so nice that like, you feel like your in-game stuff sucks. They showed off armor, right? Which I'm sorry. I don't have that for y'all here today visually, but they showed off armor and that armor was bulky and it was really nice and super cool. And it was a really good framework where Steven stated, like, this is, we want you to understand that, yes, you can buy a lot of these cosmetics, but the the prestigious, the really good looking things that are going to exist in the game, they don't come from the cash shop. They come from in-game. You either craft them, you earn them through merit somehow. And they've said this forever, but the main reference that we get when we see the visuals is what? cash shop stuff we get to see the cosmetics that they've been doing granted mm-hmm. in fairness these things they've been completing creatures uh armor sets are actually assets that they utilize pieces of also for things in the world right creatures are you know skeletons that they use for creatures in the world so you know all these things they show us are things that 
they they need created because they take pieces of or all of them as a framework for some multiple other creatures or you know gear in the game but they showed off one of them they were like check this out and you're all we most people were like that is sick that's like so good and it's like also it's not a cosmetic you gotta you gotta earn this mm -hmm. so good reference was super important to see that and to have that kind of like showcase because it helps to kind of ground people i think when they otherwise maybe are going yeah but it's all cosmetic cash shop and you're just trying to get money from people and it's a it's a this and it's a that and it's like well you know pay attention to the details right so far we've got one armor and one mount that's a uh, acquired in-game, which is the Kieran Mount, mm, yeah. as well, which I think is super beautiful for what it is. Yeah, it's pretty uh, sick. And, and I, I was so happy because the second they showed this armor, I shared a link in chat for anyone who wants to see it. The second uh, I saw this armor, my immediate vibe was Shredder. And as soon as I was so oh, happy right. with Steven called too, because yeah, the face mask looks so much like Shredder, but I get such a gladiatorial legend vibe. <sighs> Out of the rest of the armor kit, like, man, that's a champion of the arena armor set right there. Tier 5 armor, but yeah, so happy to see that that comparison for that sake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, and we've got this, uh, you know, uh, the content creator program applications are open. They're still working on the in influencer specialist. Um, they did get a new junior community manager, so you'll see them in Discord. You'll notice that they're actually there as well um they are saying that the studio move should be complete within the next month um and then again just re reiterating upon significant downtime planned after this alpha one month for some big changes so they will be working on things we do expect that they're going to be show showcasing those things on their live stream keeping us up to date um putting that aside we do have one more discussion point for today friends and i don't want to lose it let's talk about it real quick Let's talk about guild stuff. They had a guild gathering again, uh, posted to their uh, forums, social medias, etc. And is you know in typical Pathfinder format, we like to talk about that stuff here. Talking about internal conflict within guilds, and in this guild gathering number six, the the question they pose uh, to get some feedback on here is, what makes a problematic member for your guild? And how do you handle situations as they arise? What expectations do you set up front? And what are the consequences for failing to meet them? Now, this is easily a guild leader question, right? But this is also a community question, right? Because this, this is something that can be translated into how do we deal with community members, right? that have certain behaviors that act in certain ways that are bad actors within the community and, and cause problems, but we'll keep it, we'll keep it isolated to guild, right? Like what do you consider problematic members for you all when you think of guilds now keeping in mind the three out of four of us here are all in different guilds and the three or four of us here, our guilds all have different uh, sort of like structures, expectations, rules. Um, but framing it from your own community experience uh, or even having just been in guilds and considering something problematic. What is that for you all? And and how do you usually prefer those types of things are handled consequences, et cetera? I mean, I would say me personally, mm -hmm. I think the two 
biggest things and maybe these are pretty well related but toxicity is definitely like a big no-no and disrespectful behavior like just in general like anything where you're doing something that makes somebody uncomfortable in the guild um you're just kind of going out of your way just to be frankly like you know frankly to be an asshole um, those are the kind of things that i would say i guess are pretty obvious to me as things that need to be addressed and yeah. and it's important to have a conversation with the person that's doing said activity and give them an opportunity but it's a very short leash in my opinion and you know i've been in guild leadership i've been in officership you know very early on in my gaming career and i've always been like pretty militant about making sure like people were respectful and i'm very quick to kind of uh at least me personally even if i'm not in leadership to call out like that type of behavior when i know it's impacting somebody's experience in the game because we all at the end of the day pay money to have a good time right and if we're not having a good time and that's because somebody's being disrespectful or toxic then that needs to be addressed um so i guess that would be my opinion i mean pretty mm -hmm. straightforward i'm you know i'm not like in general like very ocd about controlling every movement you know or every bit of movement that members do but at least like those scenarios where somebody's uncomfortable or there is a situation where somebody's being toxic and disrespectful and that unwarranted behavior just doesn't stand with me at all outstanding yeah i i, I agree when it comes to people being toxic towards other players um or, or other people i i got i don't have patience for that i mean if you're being disrespectful or a bigot towards anyone for me that that's a no tolerance you're you're out like that that's an expectation that's set when you join a guild that's an expectation in life when you're around other people is mm -hmm. that you're just a decent human being you're going to be a dick bye i don't got time for that you know i <laughs> i don't have the patience to to be a parent to somebody that should be able to conduct themselves in a in a decent manner um if, if it's if it gets if it's a heated discussion that people are having and it's escalating yeah then 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 you know what then and it's like okay you guys either take this to, into a private channel and have a discussion there and whatever you guys talk about is your business and we don't want to hear about it in the guild or you know be like okay no you, you guys are getting to a point where you can't do that anymore just so basically yeah. go 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 have that elsewhere mm -hmm. it's not our business kind of thing as long as it, you know, if it's a political or religious discussion or something yeah. in, in that nature, that's just getting out of, out of hand. Um, if it comes down to stuff in game, um, if you're just being a troll or you're griefing people, um, for me, that's a, that's a warning and it, depending on the severity of the issue and you're going to reach out to the person, the people that you did it to and the guild you did it to, you're going to apologize to them and you're never going to do that crap again, or you're out. If you can't if you can't apologize and reach out to them you're out and if you can't uh not pursue that course of action anymore you're out because that puts a bad reputation on the guild and in a game like ashes the those politics are going to be extremely important for for how that guild is, mm. is successful on the server and how they stand on the server in relation to other guilds so for me you i'm gonna have a i would have a very short leash on that and i would expect pretty swift action 
from my guild leadership on that. Yeah, agreed. I agree with that too. You know, I think problematic for me, the biggest, uh, you know, when you think about problematic scenarios, I mean, it just comes down to, you know, I think over all the years I've done guild leadership or been in a guild, uh, I feel that overall, generally, it, most issues are solved if you have one rule, and that's just respect, right? I mean, that's respect in how you interact with people, with how you conduct yourself in the greater community. Um, we know with, you know, how you interact with leadership. I mean, it all comes back down to that. And if you have that one element there, the majority of the time it resolves issues. <clears throat> now, does it always? No. But, you know, when you think of problematic members in your guild, I mean, number one is, do you have some expectations set up front? Like they said here, what are the consequences? See, you know, we have like sort of an SOP. We kind of have like a morale, uh, you know, setting build up. Now, even before we did that within Virtue, um, there was already like an expectation of these are the tenants these are our core values if you join us you're acknowledging adherence to this and agreement to behaving in this way and if you don't do that then the consequence is you don't belong here you're not you're not going to make it here you know and so you got to have like a very a very firm set of consequences and structure that is going to hold each person accountable in the same way so there isn't unfair treatment or, um, you know, people are getting treated or kind of uh, uh, managed, their behavior is being managed in different ways that aren't reflective of consistency. Um, and so that's like the main thing is like there being consistency in that regard. And uh, so far, you know, from my, our experience, most people that aren't really a fit for virtue, they kind of weed themselves out on their own. And then sometimes, we got to give people the boot, but very rarely do we have to, because usually they don't really kind of, they're not cut from the same cloth. They tend to not really make it anyway on their own. So that tends to work out pretty well, but when they're problematic, we've got, we've got a set of, um, you know, procedures in, in terms of like how we kind of like deal with that kind of behavior and, and where people kind of take that and how it's managed. So, yeah. Faisal. Yeah. I want to hear. I want to clarify one, one yeah, thing go on, quick. Go on on what I, what I said, because I, I made it sound like a pretty um, black and white scenario, very blanket statement. Absolutely, every situation is dealt with individually and, and proper consideration is taken for the severity of the action. It's not just a, hey, you called somebody a bad name, so you're out of the guilt. Maybe it wasn't a bad name. Maybe it was like, hey, you're a jerk. Maybe it was a warranted comment. You know, it, if, if that's a mm. thing, then... Mm. Okay. These say, so every situation taken uh, individually for that situation, but yeah, blanket rules at the start. That's your warning. Yeah, fair. I want to hear what Faisal's like perspectives are here. Someone who's a roamer is a. Um, Oof. I mean, the thing is, well, when choosing a guild, that's like the main um interaction that that people usually have with the, with that certain guild like you're going into a guild and you should know its rules you know its rules but you don't know its behaviors mm. that's the thing so there's definitely going to be a little bit of conflict that's going to happen inside that guild for newcomers um because they still don't know the dynamic the flow the how things work um but like 
to, to some people who aren't used to um, having a lot of rules into, into the guild, they might think people are way too strict in what they do. Um, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of things. Like people, people request like, oh, you have to be older than um, 18. And, and I get that. And I get that. I'm okay with that. But some people require like you have to be like 40 plus. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, that's an interesting group to go to cross by. Uh, what's it's it like called? the old timers hockey league. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. They're <laughs> usually far more toxic than the young ones. Just throwing that out there. That's what Generation X really accounts for these days, friends. The old timers. <laughs> old time. Damn it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with them. They're fine. Um, are they? It's just, I, I can't really, I, I can't really join them because they, they, they think I'm, I'm too young for this. <laughs> I know. I'm over here sitting here at 40 going, what the hell you mean old timers? Uh, what kind of nonsense is this anyway? Damn kids these days. I swear. Yeah, but, I can tell you. Senior Citizens Club. I'm gonna, I just, I'm gonna just go throw myself you, off yeah. back right now. You, <laughs> yeah, I know, man. And look, man. I, I'll tell you though. <clears throat> every guild has their own expectations and you know their own tenets. And I think that's the main thing, man. Is you gotta find the right fit for you. Um, yeah, and I kind of. When... Oh, go on. What's it called? The only thing that I want to say: every internal struggle needs to be dealt uh, dealt with. What Tilt said. Yeah. Like if you if if you have a certain problem with a certain member in that group, sure you should not be in the same call with everybody else. Try to fix it and move on. And always remember, it's a game, and uh, some some people take it way too seriously for what it is, and uh, it usually gets over over people's heads sometimes but oh as sim said and actually all three of all three of you always keep it respectful no matter what it is it shouldn't get out of hand i think i think i made a lot of enemy in the, in the no. chat right now just no. coming um. 40 people, 40 plus people. I think you just got some people that think it's past your bedtime. That's all, man. Look, I, I, uh, we're, um, we're, we're getting, we're to the end of our show today. And, and we've got, we're definitely going to have some fun things to chat about next week. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to have the new cosmetics to look at and kind of like break down. With any luck, we'll have some reflections on potentially the, uh, reiterated upon combat system, the new cutout, the framework that we can try out, test out, and hopefully talk about. Um, hopefully the server securities issues that they've been having have been sorted and will be sorted um, and everything. And uh, I, I think there's probably a couple other topics that we're going to be like digging into. Um, obviously, if someone wants to join us here, all you got to do is hit me up, DM me, join the discord, discord.gg forward slash some org. Um, you can join that. You can DM myself if you're interested in uh, our guild virtue here uh, that I GM. Um, also, you can do that if you're looking for a good community that is a healthy community. Um, you can join Virtue and uh, just hit up Wizzy McNasty or Emerson in our Discord. Um, Virtue channels are hidden um, for only those guild members anyway. So aside from that, um, I've been doing an Alpha 1 pre-order giveaway. I'm funding it for someone. I want to get someone into the game. Um, I said I'd probably do it by the next cosmetic pack sometime, I think, which is like here in the next week sometime. Should be when it kind of goes down. 
Um, so if somebody's wanting to get into Alpha One, they obviously did some giveaways on their last live stream. I expect they'll be giving away more keys. However, I'm funding someone who does not have an Alpha One access, right? If you've already got Alpha One access, you can't get it, right? It's just to get somebody in who doesn't have it. If you got Alpha Two and you want to upgrade it, that works. If you don't have it and you want to upgrade, you know, get yourself in, that works too. Uh, but that'll be going down here in the near future. Um, I've been doing some Ashes Trivia Nights. Now, the next one's going to be coming up on this Tuesday, which should be the 3rd of August, okay? Um, and I usually do it. It's about 20 questions. Um, and, you know, it's it's kind of a way to kind of help people learn about Ashes of Creation. I've created three of them so far. We play them together. They're really fun and entertaining. People have really been enjoying them. Um, we've got three. This will be the fourth. And I rotate through them regularly um, when I'm hanging around chatting ashes with people. So it helps them to kind of understand the game, learn about the game, its mechanics, its systems, et cetera, some of the lore, the races, uh, the classes, et cetera. Um, also, you know, anytime you're here on this stream, you type in exclamation HQ pages. And that will give you a list of every page on asheshq.com to get you the information in an easy to digest format while you're here hanging out, whether we're doing the Pathfinder show. It's just on a stream. It doesn't matter. Okay. Now, speaking of shows, we're going to be back next Sunday, 5 p.m. CDT for the next Ashes Pathfinder podcast. So, gentlemen, please, as we wind this one down, please shout out your domains, where you reign, where people can find you when you're not here on this podcast. All right. Um, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald and half tilt yeah you can find on twitter at half underscore tilt or half tilt gamer on discord and Faisal. you guys can find me on twitch as Faisal 108 and on twitter as bagel 108 and everybody this might be the end of today's show but in closing just want to remind all of you whether you listen to the podcast here you catch us live you listen to it all the places, whether it's YouTube, Patreon, doesn't matter. You two are an Ashes Pathfinder. It doesn't take being on this round table when we're live to be a Pathfinder. It takes being part of the Ashes fam, gathering around this community right here around the show, contributing your thoughts, contributing to the conversation that is Ashes of Creation. And until next time, much love to Intrepid Studios. Much love to all of you. Live your best lives. Walk in the light. We'll see you again next Sunday, friends. Have a great week, everybody. See you soon. Take care, everyone. Take care, everyone. Bye.